Good evening, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Welcome to the post-match phone-in here on Latte Foam, live from Nottingham, as Wally and I walk away from the city ground. Arsenal victorious, beating Nottingham Forest by two goals to one, just in the end. Uh, come and request the mic, have your say. Let me know what you thought of the performance. It was comfortable, that first half. So, so comfortable. But we made it hard work in the end. And we hung on as Nottingham Forest grabbed a late goal. Three points, closing the gap on Liverpool. And it's Liverpool who come to the Emirates next on Sunday. Request the mic, have your say. Wayne, my co-host, over to you straight away, my friend. How are you doing? It's not a good night, FK, man. Not a good night. I don't know if you've seen, but Uncle Unai is getting battered at home to Newcastle. Wally, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> Unai gonna Unai. We all know how that story ends. That love affair is not going to end well for you, Wayne. But listen, my friend, three points against a team that, hey, listen, are so unpredictable at home, new manager bounce-ish. They made it difficult for us in the end, but how are you feeling? No, it's a good win for us, man. I think looking, looking back, um, this was going to be a tough result for us. Like you said, new manager. They've been attacking quite well under Nuno. They've not been defending very well, um, but they've been attacking quite well. They've been creating chances, although they didn't show much of that this evening. But not only that, we've not had a very good recent record going to that stadium for some reason. We've lost our last three. I know it's across like seven years or whatever in three different competitions, but last year's one really stung because obviously that loss meant Manchester City ended up winning the title, confirmed it. So um, I think it was a really, really solid win for us. The result didn't matter because I think most of the fan base probably had one eye on Liverpool at the weekend. Um, but the Liverpool game didn't matter if we didn't come out with three points today. And it's just frustrating that we didn't get the clean sheet that I feel that like we deserved. I think you're absolutely spot on. The, the performance did not warrant it to end sort of 2-1 in the end. And it was, you know, when Nottingham Forest got that goal late in the death, my arse went and I thought, shit, it's going to be 2-2 and that post-match KFC was going to hit different. But we are victorious, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Request the mic. I can see Yembele, Nick, Gas, while he's walking with me and listening in, which is a weird sensation. But that is the way that it is. We are victorious tonight in the Premier League. We've beaten Nottingham Forest by two goals to one. I'm freezing. I can't feel my fingers. And I'm walking back to the car park. So, Wayne, you're going to have to do a lot of the hosting tonight. That's Let's fine. Bring in, uh... Just for context, in case yeah. anyone didn't join the first, first sort of 10... 20 seconds or so you have been in Nottingham this evening at the game lucky lucky man um how was the atmosphere how was the fan base and obviously you said the last couple of minutes you you kind of were bricking it a little bit but how was it before that oh mate it was wonderful honestly it was a really really good night out Nottingham is a great city and coming back to this ground as you said the record's not been so great in recent uh months years uh the atmosphere was good uh Arsenal fans in magnificent form and the performance was great uh I'm just going to get into the car and stuff so take over Wayne uh, go through with Yembele go through the team news and what you thought yeah. of the lineup and performance I'll hand over to you and I'll take over in just a second no worries at all get back into the car safely Yembele we're going to bring you into the call now I'm assuming that him and Wally have uh snaked you Yem and you're you're left on your Todd in no, London you're not actually, in London with them, actually it was the other way around Wayne I snaked there <laughs> I, I had to do, you know, Snakey's got Snake, you know, um, no, he, he he asked me yesterday if I wanted to go and unfortunately work commitments didn't let, let me do it at such short notice, but I, I think I would have got really annoyed tonight, you know, it's, I appreciate it's three points and I'm, I'm glad we got the three points. My problem is, is that we make it so difficult for ourselves. We were so comfortable and... We just, as usual, we make it difficult for ourselves. You know, obviously it was with less time on the clock, but 
you must feel it, Wayne, as well. You know, those last couple of minutes, you thought it wouldn't be a surprise here if Arsenal do what Arsenal do best and give it away. Ever the optimist there, yeah? I'm always hey, sort of sunshine you know and roses with you. Um, let's, let's, let's think about some of the positives before we, we end with, with maybe what was troubling you or what annoyed you there. Um, a big, big sort of call when it came to the starting lineup, in Mill Smith-Rowe getting that sort of starting berth on the left-hand side of the midfield three. What were your thoughts when you saw the starting lineup? No other real surprises, although Mikel Arteta did allude to Gabriel potentially being injured. Um, I also mentioned Declan Rice might have been injured and, and we weren't too sure whether they would make the trip up to Nottingham. Um, and Mill Smith-Rowe, obviously, that, that big call in, in the midfield. What did you think of the starting lineup? No, I thought it was good, actually. I, I, I was pleased for Emil. I think most Arsenal fans are. I think we're all hoping that Emil can get back to what he was a couple of years ago. I think it, he didn't really have... He had a you know a so-so performance. I think he, he was... He was on the fringes of the game. I wouldn't say he was really... He had one good shot, you know, one shot. But I, I think there's more work for him to do to build up his match sharpness and, and get into, you know, into the form that we know he can. But it's for him, it's staying injury-free and just being available for games now. That's the important thing. But other than that, the, the lineup was what it was. You know, obviously we've got... Um, you know, the only other inj- significant injuries are we're obviously waiting on Party to come back and hopefully that'll make a difference. And then we've obviously waited on Timber. And on the negatives, I can't wait for Timber to come back. Honestly, Zinchenko tonight was so... I I was not impressed with Zinchenko. I thought he was static, kept putting the ball backwards, slowing it down. I don't know what you thought, Wayne, but I just... And he was caught, He didn't really do anything for the goal either. He was He didn't challenge. And I thought, you know, I'm hoping... And I'm, obviously this is just me speculating, but I hope Timber comes back soon and is to the level that we think he is. Obviously, we don't know, given the injury, but Zinchenko, for me, is just such a liability and, and doesn't offer enough going forward to justify his his place long-term. I think he's always going to be sort of a bipolar figure when it comes to people's opinions. I've, I've seen a lot of people actually rating his performance this evening. I think in that first half, he was very good on the ball. And considering we were a little bit toothless in that first half, it was it was good to see someone kind of passing the ball forward. Second half comes around, Yem. There's not really much point in, in talking about the first half. It was a little bit dull and a little bit frustrating. But I really think we we clicked up a gear in that second half. We started playing a little bit quicker. Um, and we saw that kind of created both of our goals. The first one coming from a really well-worked throw-in. Yes. Arguably another set piece that, that you can you can chalk that down to. But it was really quick thinking. And Gabriel Jesus sneaks it in. Are you giving that one to Jesus or are you calling that an own goal? No, I'm going to give it to Jesus, but it's it's always funny with Jesus, isn't it? He scores the hard goals, but the easy ones, you know, the ones that you expect him to score. You know, he had that one against the post, and then he swung wildly at another. You know, I'd love it if he was just a bland striker that scored, you know, just ordinary goals. But I don't think we'll ever get that with Jesus. He he tends to score the the harder ones, but he got a goal tonight. That's always good. I thought Saka's goal was really good as well. Um, you know, on his wrong foot, I, I was I was really happy with that. FK, is that you back now? I am back. You, you've you gone me? off mute. I, I don't know if you sat on the phone by accident. Can you hear me? Yes, we can do. Yeah, as I don't know if you've I don't know if you've managed to catch that, but uh, Yem is ever sunshine and roses talking I, about tonight's performance. Yeah, I did. I caught everything. Yembele, uh, yeah, you did snake us. We had a ticket for you, my friend, and you decided not to touch. Not. I know. 
I can't believe it. Are you going Akbars or KFC? Are you going Akbars or KFC? We are not going to Akbars because the nearest Akbars is in Birmingham, and uh, oh, we geez. are going to go to. Are we going to go see the Colonel? You know, a night like this, it's cold. We can't feel our fingers. The Colonel's oh, uh, magnificent spices and chicken are waiting for us, my friend. Uh, but listen, getting uh, back to the yeah. football, it is great to be back to winning ways. Hopefully, you guys can hear me loud and clear. Uh, Wayne, thanks for picking up the mic, mate. And, and yeah, listen, um, tonight, and we said before the Palace game, it was now or never for Arsenal to go on a winning run because if we've got any chance of a slim title sort of challenge, we cannot afford to drop points. No, absolutely. No, it, look, we have to win these games. These games are awkward messy three points is, was the must and and set us up for the weekend we, we couldn't go into the Liverpool game with so you know with such a gap we, we hope tomorrow Chelsea will do something that's unlikely but we can always hope we know that Liverpool could could pull off a surprise and bring on and have Salah available even though they said they haven't but the th the important thing was three points and get us back into you know, into contention and keep us there um just as we say that as well Aston Villa have scored so it's it's one it's one three now to Newcastle still so oh obviously Wayne yeah yeah Wayne Wayne has to do what Wayne has to do look you know it is what it right. is listen Yembele thank you so much for joining us tonight really appreciate have a safe trip back guys post match space I love that thank you Yem uh, let's go to Richard welcome to the phone in tonight my friend are you at the game Rich are you stuck in traffic like me in Nottingham no, no I, was, I was actually watching at home tonight actually the comfort of my own house but. Um, yeah, it was, I was. Uh, I thought it was a completely dominant display, but obviously apart from the last five minutes, um, and I think it's the, the confidence boost we need going into a massive game on Sunday, which which I think we need to win on Sunday. I think any other result is is not is going to take us out of the title race. I think we need to win that game this Sunday. But yeah, no, it was Rich, a good display tonight. Rich, what happened in that last five minutes? Because. I mean, we were obviously extra nervous being in the ground. But what did you make of it watching on TV as it unfolded? They got the goal. Talk me through the Forest goal because it was the opposite end and we were row one behind yeah, the, the, our goal behind our net. Yeah, I wouldn't... I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, I can't pronounce it. I wouldn't yeah, score. He just used his strength to, to push off um, Saliba. Um, uh, you know, he, he's just much stronger in, 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 in the challenge. And... Um, and it was a good finish. I mean, he's got, he always he seems to score against us. He's got a good record against Arsenal. Um, I, I would love to have him at, at, at our club, to be fair. He's a very, very good player. Fair enough. No, I appreciate that. And obviously, after we conceded, it, we had a nervous moment where the ball was ricocheting around in the box. I mean, was it close? Were Forrest close to getting the equaliser? They they, they they were putting a lot of pressure near the end. I mean, they had a good chance near the end. It was a sort of like, it was sort of fifty fifty chance with the volley, but um, I think Ray got there quite well. Um, I don't you know I think two all wouldn't have been done done again justice because we were we were completely all, all overly. It's just that it's just sloppy near the end. But yeah, at the end of the day, three points is all that matters at this stage of the season. Um, and I think I think they got to take a lot of confidence from that. And you know, there'll be people knocking Zinchenko on the left side, but I didn't think he played that badly to be fair. Um I thought Smithrow kept the ball ticking and they were a bit slicker in possession going forwards, Arsenal in the first in the first hour. Um I thought I thought, you know, I thought there's a lot of positives to come, come out tonight. Richard, yeah, no, before I... we let you go. Yeah, go sorry, yeah, okay. Richard, before we let you go, I want to talk to you about Gabriel Jesus. Um he got a goal and an assist tonight but was also pretty frustrating the chance they hit the post uh first half not really getting involved sort of 
in and around the box. What did you make of his overall performance? And, and going forward, obviously, it doesn't look like we're going to be signing a number nine this January. So it looks like it's going to be him to the end of the season. Did this performance maybe fill you with a little bit more confidence? I, I, I feel I feel sometimes they need to switch it and put Martinelli in the centre and put Jesus out wide. I feel sometimes when the ball gets crossed in the box, there's just no point crossing it in there because he's just there's, he's got no presence. But he does score the harder goals, which is what your last caller said. And, and you know, he's, he's quality. He's a class act. But, but you know, we, we also need another presence in the middle or just or switching them around. Martin, why don't you stick Martin in the middle? You know, he's, he's, he's the most skillful player we've got, I think. Uh, you know, one-on-one with a player. And putting him more central, he could be more of a threat, I think, against against some of the other teams. Was it a lot of the time in the first half we were sort of good doing, you know, square passes. It was it was similar to the West Ham game. We thought this could go the same way. But I think they just kept persisting tonight and um they had complete control of the game. They were always going to create more chances in that second half. And, you know, they took the chances and that's that's the main thing. You you gotta be clinical in these games and they and I thought they were in the second half. Rich, can we win the league before you leave us? Uh, like, like I said, I think we, we have to beat Liverpool on Sunday. Um, if we can beat Liverpool on Sunday, we're 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 well in 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 that in that title race. Um, but it's, it's going to come down to this weekend. It's just massive. But like you know, I'm, I'm really thinking about it now. But um, yeah, it's going to be a, it'll be a cracking game to watch. It will indeed. Thank you so much, Richard, for joining us tonight on the Latte Firm post-match phone and appreciate that. Wayne, before we go to our next caller, can I get your thoughts on Emil Smithrow? Played a really good 25 minutes against Crystal Palace. And then I suggested on the on the sort of pre-match show on the late night latte on the YouTube channel that I think Smithrow's done enough in that cameo alone to remind us that he is alive. And I didn't think he'd be smashing Arteta's door down for a start tonight, but he did. What did you make of his performance? Yeah, first of all, again, for anyone that's that's joined us late, FK was lucky enough to be at the uh, Nottingham Forest game today. So he is travelling back from Nottingham. He's driving safely, don't worry. He doesn't have... Doesn't have the handset in in his uh in his hands while he's traveling back down to London. I'm I'm sure Walid is is going to keep him in check with that. But when it comes to Emil Smith Rowe, I'm really happy you got the start, man. I I agree with you. I think the cameo was more than enough um to put him in contention. I didn't think he was going to start either. But at the end of the day, who is really going to be the alternatives. I thought that there was a potential we'd see Jorginho play this evening, just because, like we said at the start of the show, Nottingham Forest hasn't been the best hunting ground for us over recent times, and we might want a little bit more sort of control in the middle of the pitch. But I'm glad he went for a Millsby throw. I don't think he grabbed the chance with both hands, but I don't think he did anything to be taken out of out of the team either. I think if we were playing anyone sort of bar Liverpool or Manchester City next, he'd probably keep his place. But I think with Liverpool on the horizon, we maybe might go with Jorginho if Party's not available again. Um, Jorginho and Rice in the midfield with Erdegaard, a bit like we had success in the FA Cup. But I'm happy that he got the, got the game time. He looked like he was blowing quite a bit towards the end of it, which completely makes sense. I think it's only his second or, or first Premier League start since May 2022. So I'm really happy for him. And he didn't do anything wrong. That was the main thing. I would have liked to see a bit more from him, but like I said, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, fair enough. I agree with that. I think Emil Smith-Rowe is obviously, you know, plagued with sort of injury and soft tissue knocks and, you know, he's had a difficult sort of 12, 18 months. Oh, someone's just fallen over on the street outside of a pub in Nottingham. And I tell you what, I don't know what it is about trams. They really freak me out. I'm sort of driving. There's trams all over the gas buses while he's chatting to me, but he doesn't know his left and right. 
Uh, anyway, here we are. So, um, look, Smithrow, he's done enough for me. Uh, who, who, just before we go to Colleen Wayne, who starts for you on Sunday in that left eight position while he threw a curveball and said it should be Rice, Jorginho and Erdogan? I mean, I did just say that, FK, so it's good to know that you're listening to the intense conversation that we're having here. I really do appreciate that my input is valued as a co-host of this uh, Latte Firm Space, FK. But no, I agree with with Walid. If party's not good to go, um, I think we'll go Jorginho and Rice. We saw a lot of um, a lot of success with the two of them in that FA Cup game, and I think we'll kind of use that as a blueprint. Um, I reckon Rice will probably not play on the left-hand side like he didn't against Liverpool in the FA Cup. He still maintained that sort of sixth position. Jorginho is a little bit further forward. Um, so I think we'll, we'll kind of stick with that blueprint unless Thomas Party produces some sort of miracle. I agree with you. Right, take over Wayne while we find a parking spot. Colleen, welcome to the show. <laughs> He's pulled up at KFC, so just in time to bring Colleen in from Colombia. Colleen, welcome back to the Latte Firm Space session. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, it's just always such a nice, great feeling uh, coming on here once Arsenal have um, took away three points. And uh, it's nice to know that this is my new intro. Uh, FK just sliding off just to park away and get some KFC. And first person who comes to mind is my, is um, myself. So I'll take that as an honour. <laughs> I reckon he's probably going to try and find someone outside Nottingham to feed it to him because I don't think his uh, pristine-conditioned hands... Can, can deal with the grease on his fingers. But this evening's game, 2-1 win for the Arsenal. Big three points are, are ground that we haven't been the best at recent times. Obviously, last year, the, mm. the, the title well, run. It was the first time in 25 years we've done the double on them. Yeah, really, really sort of surprising. Obviously, you've got a caveat that we've yeah. they've not really been in the Premier League for however many years. But it's really surprising that we've struggled against sort of Nottingham Forest in recent times. That first half, it was very difficult to break them down. And a lot of Arsenal fans were probably feeling a sense of frustration. Did you think at any mm. stage, especially when Gabriel Jesus smashed the post, that it wasn't going to be our night? Or did you have full belief that we would come out with the three points? No, I did I did feel... Because it, it was ridiculously dominant. It wasn't just us being, you know, maybe 60-odd possession, 60-odd percent possession or something like that. It was about 80. And they, what? I think until, what, the 70th minute, they had six touches in our box. So it did feel like... I didn't. I didn't think that we weren't going to score in the second half, but I do think as fans, we've we've just started to come out of that little lull period where you know we couldn't buy a goal. So I think it was more that kind of PTSD thinking, oh, was the was the Palace game just a bit you know one off in that sense? Because I know, as um, I think you mentioned it earlier, if we have any hopes of even trying to push for this title, the likes of Nottingham Forest, despite it being a bit of a tricky away ground we need to be winning. We can't just be dominating and then, you know, going away with a draw or even uh, even losing, which um, would have been unthinkable. But I had full confidence, I did think, in the second half that we would come out and just keep going. So I think that it was obvious that the signs were there and Nottingham Forest weren't going to be able to hold that shape for for the full for the full 90 and as we went into the second half they did start to to give us a few little gaps as they also had their own ambitions of going forward so wasn't overly worried in that respect it's easier now to say to say in hindsight um but I do think there's a lot of individual performances that um that probably warrant a few shout outs or a few question marks to talk about you mentioned that it's complete dominance especially in that first half and, and I agree with you it was 
difficult to see sort of Nottingham Forest laying a, a glove on mm-hmm. us. I think that dominance, even though second half was a bit more back and forward, there's a little bit more fast pace. We stayed dominant throughout that second half. Just how annoying is it that we've not kept a clean sheet this evening? Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? Just <laughs> ah, it's not Arsenal if it's not five minutes before the end of a game, which is a few minutes left, just to put us on the edge of our our seats. And listen, I don't I don't need to say this because I can trust Arteta um, and Co. will also feel the same frustrations, but. We can't be heading towards, you know, the Champions League and trying to go far in it. We can't be trying to go far in a title race if this is going to be something that's going to continue happening. It's just not good enough. And I don't want to sound like I'm being pessimistic and annoying and nitpicking over the the performance. For the most part, it was total dominance. But when they've had, what, 10, 15 touches in your box for almost 85 minutes and, what, second shot on target they've scored we've kind of heard that story before it's just not good enough and um and I was messaging you Wayne because I wonder if FK saw it because Arteta has addressed it to the to the press of Ben White and um Zinchenko going at it after the final whistle um with Ben White not particularly happy with uh Zinchenko's role in us conceding that goal and and things like that you can't be too mad at because you kind of want that kind of desire and passion and I know Zinchenko will get a bit of stick because some people you know it's high risk high reward of him and, and whatnot but overall it, it's gonna happen it will happen across the season but for us it's just happening a bit too much for our ambitions of what we want to win that's not the sign of people who go far in the Champions League or who win the Premier League title so it's something that's just becoming a bit it's becoming a bit annoying to be honest with you yeah, I agree with you. And it would be interesting when FK is uh, back from his finger licking goodness. It'll be interesting <laughs> to notice if they um, if they did see that in the ground. So we will definitely ask him when mm. when he is back. Although he was probably on sort of some. He was back dreaming of yeah. that of that fried <laughs> chicken breast. Before, he was already like um, I'm off. Before we let you go, fried Pauline. chicken breast. Oh my god! There we go. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Side breast is elite. Yeah. Uh, thigh is the king of all pieces, and leg is, is doable, but breast, come on. Um, yeah, I committed blasphemy. <laughs> it's lovely to hear your voice. We are just parking up. I tell you what, Nottingham is a crazy-ass uh, set of roads, like roundabouts, one-way systems, no entry for cars, tram lanes, and then you've got Wally who doesn't know his left and right, and he's currently reading, he's outside the car reading a parking sign, and I don't think he gets it. But here we are. Um, Colleen, who is your man of the match tonight? Oh, that's quite a good. I've been quite. That's quite a good question actually, because despite our total dominance, maybe I'm just a bit grumpy today. But I was. I haven't been. I wasn't. No one really properly stuck out for me. I was a bit annoyed at people more than um, wanting to heap praise. But I think we do have to give a little bit of praise to to Gabby. It's not just an, uh, an assist and a goal, but he does come under a bit of fire, especially when he's not constantly available and with the chances he he can miss. Um, versus what he brings to the team as just a general footballer um i think he probably he probably deserves it uh, i do think marcelli had one of his quieter quieter games but it's okay um you know i still have a bit of faith in in martinelli and esr i thought he had a solid game not nothing spectacular which was a bit annoying um because i don't think he's going to start against liverpool i don't think um he's done enough for arteta to be like okay you now stay in the XI, which is annoying because I really like him. I think he had a solid game, but it's solid enough 
to push for a place in this Arsenal first 11. Not so sure. Thank you so much, Colleen, for joining us. We're still crawling around the streets of London. We look very weird in this car. Go in Nottingham, sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Wayne, over to you. Let's bring in Gav. Gav, it's fantastic to hear from you. We're, we're happy that you can uh, you can join us. Um, I don't know if you caught the beginning. Obviously, FK is up in Nottingham at the minute on his way. I would say on his way home from the game, but he's stopped off for a lovely KFC to celebrate what is a 2-1 victory to the Arsenal this evening. First of all, Gav, it's been a while. How are you? Yeah, mate, all good. Uh, just been chilling out, taking a bit of me time and all that. And... Uh... Yeah, and like I say, there ain't been a lot of games, has there? Do you know what I mean? And I worked very, very hard up in, in December. Uh, the shop done absolutely fabulous, and the support that I got from everybody was absolutely amazing. So, uh, yeah, just a bit of a break, just a bit of me time. Everything's good. And like I say, it sounds like, I mean, you've got to love a breast. If you're going KFC or a chicken shop, you've, you've got to have the breast. Like, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the leg, to be honest with you. Uh, but I did have an you've disappointed us straight away because I'm with I did have a nice bit of fire tonight though if I'm being honest do you know what I mean a nice bit of fire a little bit of jerk seasoning do you know what I mean right. the fire I can do I'm with FK on that fire all the way yeah fire all the way you know I mean? but I do like I do like a nice bit of, if it's cooked right a nice bit of breast is lovely do you know what I mean you can't knock the breast. You can't knock the breast. <laughs> enough of enough of your chicken selection. Arsenal have won two one this evening. Um, big game against Nottingham Forest, especially when you consider we've got Liverpool on the horizon. We've not been in the best of form pre pre Crystal Palace and pre winter oh. break, and we've still got a title to challenge for. Whether or not Arsenal fans sort of believe it or, or not, we're still there or thereabouts. How are you feeling after we picked up a big big three points this evening? Yeah, sort of like watching the first half. It was like I've seen this game before. Do you know what I mean? I've just seen this game where we're all over them. We're not creating decent clear-cut chances. We're not shooting as much as we should do. We're sort of hesitating slightly. You know, even half a second of hesitation is getting blocked. And, yeah, it was almost like a Groundhog Day first-half performance. And you're just sort of dreading that they was going to come out and hit us on one break and it's 1-0 and we've got our backs against the wall. But... It looked like Forrest actually second half sort of realised they can't just sit back like that. You know, we're eventually going to get a chance to eventually score and they actually tried to play a little bit of football. And like I say, we got the breaks. Uh, for Jesus in the WhatsApp groups getting absolutely hammered when, uh, when he's hit the post and missing chances. And then, like I say, he gets a good goal, does an assist. And it's a little bit disappointed that we didn't really see it out at 2-0, especially as that was the score I kind of predicted before the game. So I was a little bit disappointed with that. Uh, it gave everybody sort of like heart attacks in the last five minutes, which was a bit unnecessary, really. But we saw it out, three points up there, which hasn't always been the case, has it? Let's be honest. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, just happy, mate. Do you know what I mean? Happy, good performance. And we got the three points and we roll again. Yeah, before FK comes back and, and we talk to you a little bit, because we've not spoken to you in a while, we'll talk to you a little bit about our title aspirations. Uh, towards the, sort of the end of your first stint, and, and obviously we'll come back to you. You, you like sticking around with us, so we, we like to, we, we like to keep you around. I want to speak to you about Emil Smith Rowe. Um, you've been an advocate for not only Emil Smith Rowe coming back into the starting lineup, but advocate for for sort of the Halen boys getting more and more chances. He he started tonight, which I think a lot of fans were surprised by. Um, on that left hand side of the three in midfield, I don't think anyone has really pinned it down as their own spot yet. How do you think he done this evening? And, and what do you make of his performance? 
I thought he started off all right. Uh, his movement was good. His passing was good. And, you know, I noticed, I think it must have been about the 10th minute, he dovetailed with uh, Jesus and he was in the middle and Jesus was covering him. And I thought, you know, this is interesting. It's something different. Something different to what we've been doing because... You know, like I say, it seemed like the, the few games before the break, we was doing the same thing and getting the same results. So it was almost like a surprise that players were sort of swapping in and out and rotating, which is our strength, really. And it's kind of like, it seems we're doing less of it this season, which I don't think he's doing us any justice, really. Uh, but yeah, we, I think he sort of tailed off. It was the right time for him to get subbed off. Uh, I think he sort of tailed off and he lost a bit of energy. Uh but, yeah, like I say, that's going to happen when he hasn't got, you know, so many 90 minutes under his belt, really. And where do you think this leaves us in terms of title challenge? Obviously, I think the last time we spoke to you was before sort of that, or it might have been in the middle of that bad run that we had in and around sort of December and the new year. We've gone from first to now, I think, we're third, or we might be back up into second. Aston Villa are currently losing to Newcastle. So looks like whatever title challenge they were involved with, probably running out of, of steam which I think a lot of people expected but Man City still there or thereabouts and Liverpool with the big news of Jurgen Klopp probably going for an emotional title where do you think it leaves us and, and what do you think sort of we need in, in this home stretch of the season <laughs> I think even though like I say uh, Jesus scored an assist uh, we do need something different down the middle uh, up front uh, I don't think we're going to get it in the transfer window uh, Kano's blocked this morning, uh, or was it yesterday? I'm not sure. That uh, uh, we've got we've got more chance of a decent signing as uh, Tottenham have winning a trophy this year. Uh, but whatever thereabouts, it's you know 22 games in, we're second, we're up there. We need to put a good run on now. Uh, we need to beat Liverpool. We need to get the points off of them. That'll put us right straight back up there. And it just kind of is what it is. I still think that Man City are gonna come from nowhere, put a run together with 10 straight wins or something like that. Uh, I'm not overly overseeing the fascination with Liverpool. I think they might be a couple of injuries away from falling apart uh, if they get a couple of injuries in the wrong positions. Uh, but yeah, I think we're going to be up there. I said at the beginning of the season, if we don't win it, we'll finish second behind Man City. And I kind of still feel that way, really. Uh, it is going to be an exciting end of the season, though. Uh which is good, which is what we want, which is what everybody wants, really. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how it goes, mate. Do you know what I mean? Brilliant. We're going to keep you around, obviously. But first of all, it's brilliant to hear from you. Glad to have you back on these calls. And um, we'll get you involved once we've heard from FK. And uh, uh, we've brought Marshall into the call as well. But FK, first, before we speak to Marshall. Yeah, listen, it's great to hear Gav's dulcet tones. We are now walking through Nottingham City. We found a car parking spot. No idea if I'm going to get a ticket or not. Wally just could not understand the, uh, the parking sign. But here we are. Uh, there's lots of people walking around the city centre. It is a cool three degrees at the moment. But listen, when you've won and you've won the way that we did, you don't, you're immune to the cold. So, yeah, I'm very, very happy, Wayne. Very, very happy. Over to you, my friend. FK, before you go into KFC and you let us know what your order is, I wanted to speak to you about Gabriel Jesus. In the stadium, what was sort of the feeling of his performance? How did his lack of shots on target or, or lack of efforts in general in that first half go down and, and just what did you make of him because it's obviously a lot different being in the stadium and being at home I'm glad you asked about Gabby Jesus listen he's a grafter he was everywhere often too deep for my liking gets involved in you know breaking up the play and trying to link up things really really deep and then when we win the ball 
there's obviously no number nine where the number nine should be. Gets caught offside far too many times. Did that against Palace as well, even though he won handsomely. But uh, listen, um, he's a good player, got his goal. And the best thing was he scored and came right behind the goal. We were row one. And I swear to you, I swear to you, Wayne, he was looking into my eyes as he celebrated. Uh, it was wonderful. I was about two metres from him. He had his arms in the air and he was just staring at me. I fucking me. And I was going for the hug, but obviously the stewards were trying to push me away. But it was a glorious night. And, and you know what? Listen, in all seriousness, it's going to be great for his confidence because he needs to go on a run where he needs to return a few more goals. So really happy for him. It's a good performance. Let's go again Sunday. Brilliant to hear that um, he got such a good reaction after that goal. And uh, I'm sure that he will have nightmares of that attempted hug from you. Let's go over to Marshall now. Marshall, we brought you into the call. No Hello. Welcome into the post-match phone-in yeah. on Latte's firm. How are you doing and how are you feeling after a big 2-1 win for Arsenal this evening? I'm great. I met up with, with uh, SK before the game. Funny enough. Um, yeah, cool blog. <laughs> yeah, um... I, 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 it was an interesting game, to be honest. We dominated them up to the 80-something minute when they when they scored, or I don't even remember when they scored. But we, it was a clear dominance performance. Um, it's just that thing where strong players kind of bully our centre backs and get a goal from no from nothing. That that we just need to 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 take out the game. Taiwan, when he, we always had a problem with him. Once he got on the, on the pitch, I was, I was already worried. And he, he kind of, you understand, did his thing eventually. So, um, yeah, but, but we, we, we managed to keep it uh, the same way and, and we ended the game 2-1. Uh, I would say it was kind of lethargic at some point because we were just moving it from the right to the left, left to the right, taking it like just playing it cool and everything. Uh, eventually, it was a quick... It was quick thinking that got us the goal, the throwing from uh, was it or from Zinchenko to to Gabriel Jesus, and and we got the goal. So these things sometimes is kind of like quick thinking, a lot a lot of quick passing that gets us the goals. Lucas Saka's goal as well, very quick movement. Gabriel Jesus slipping it in, he whipping it into the goal. It was it was wonderful. I I I, I literally. Uh, 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 got the the soccer goal on on video and it was it, it was the best feeling, man. Um, yeah, but yeah, a great way <laughs> we we stay we stay fighting. Uh, we're not out of the challenge yet. You understand? So let's keep on fighting, and it's it's lovely to see. I, I noticed a couple of things. Um, Declan didn't seem really confident today. He he kind of kind of rushed some things today. I I was not really. Uh, I, I would say I, I want to see better from him. Uh, but, yeah, when it came to winning duels Marshall, and, do you and think winning back the ball, there was uh, a, yeah. There was, a moment, there was a moment with Declan Rice, I think, in the second half um, yeah. where Morgan Gibbs-White, 50-50 with Morgan Gibbs-White, and he didn't go fully committed into it. Do you think he was yeah. maybe feeling whatever hamstring injury or sort of fatigue from that he, he might have had after the Crystal Palace game? Because I agree with you, he didn't look his best. But I feel like he was yeah. maybe holding back a little, considering he, I don't think he was at 100%. Uh, I don't really think, think that. I, I don't, for some reason, I don't know why he's not, like, very confident. Um, he's not, I don't even see him taking on players lately. Like, 
Um, so I, I think it's, it's something he needs to work on. Um, I, 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 I saw him playing it safe, safe as usual, but I think that's his game now, like just playing it safe, keeping it, play, passing it sideways, uh, sideways and everything, but it's, cool, it's all right. Um, the player I, I really was impressed with was Zini today. Like Zini, he was handling the business on the left. He's more like our Odegaard on the left. Um, he just kept passing it. Him, um, Smith Rowe, uh, and and um, Martinelli connected well on that left. For so for for the first time, it's been a while we had something happening on the left hand side. And there was a time where I was wondering, please, you guys are staying too much on the left. Can you switch it to the right? And it's been a while since we had that Arsenal where um, a lot of a lot of things are happening on the left you know, instead of the right. So it's it's good things coming. I, I like that Smith Rowe got his chance today. He's, he showed that okay, I can do more than just sitting on the bench. I can I can add more to the game. I think with more confidence, we'll see him shooting, put up you know, his shooting boots again to the uh, for Arsenal because I saw he took one shot but it was not on target. But yeah, we we, we need to see more of that um, from him. Um, so yeah, basically good. Uh, Martinelli needed to do uh, a, little, a lot better today because he got chances to shoot inside the box but didn't. He chose to pass. Um, but yeah, and that's one thing you asked now lately. We don't shoot until we're sure. And yeah, for some reason, I don't know what that is about, but we need to improve that because it got frustrating a couple of times where we're in the box, but we couldn't just shoot. Uh, but that, that just needs to improve, yeah. But yeah, great, great game so far. Great game, great game. Brilliant. Great to hear from you as always, Marshall. Really appreciate for your, really appreciate your call. Once again, the shout there for Zinchenko um, as a, a good performer this evening. Uh, Gabriel Jesus got man of the match from BT Sport. Let's have some of your say. We're going to invite Gas into the chat. Um, it says that he's connecting, so hopefully we'll hear from him shortly. But before I head over to Gas, I'm just going to go through some of the tweets this evening. Um, obviously, FK is travelling back from Nottingham, so he will be popping in and out. At the moment, he is in KFC doing his order. And uh, there's been a lot of chat on the tweets about KFC. Johnny Wonderling, at Johnny Wonderling, who regularly contributes to the Latte Firm spaces. Really appreciate all of your tweets, Johnny. Uh, thighs are the best tasting and the most sucked cut. The rest is foul in comparison. Listen, thighs and uh, thighs and, and wings for me. Thighs and wings. If I had to choose, it would be one of those. Black and white cannon at alpha underscore m wolf. Middle breast used to be the winner. There's a lot of a lot of KFC chat. So let's keep it back. Let's get it back on track with the Arsenal. Zinchenko was our best player today. That goal that we conceded is all on Saliba. That's a tweet in from Jay at JDreamChaser1. Really interesting that Saliba seems to have maybe a bit of a weakness with, with balls sort of in the air. Not that he's weak in the air, but he's a bit timid at, at times. He allows the ball to bounce or he gets bullied sometimes. So maybe that's an area that... Uh, he can work on it. Looks like some more love for Zinchenko in the chat. Uh, from Flop Hills at Brocode127 says, Zinchenko is really an important player for us. Forrest were low blocking all game. And we saw in that first half just how frustrating that low block was. Gas, welcome into the Latte Firm space. How are you doing? It's a big win for the Arsenal this evening. 2-1 at the end of it. And a big three points ahead of the Liverpool game. Gas, how are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for the thanks for the space. But the, no worries. How are you feeling after the win this evening? Um, 
Arsenal. It's, it's just Arsenal with the high blood pressure. It's just Arsenal. It's like <laughs> it sounds like you're a bit you're you're happy, but a little I, bit frustrated I, about something. After 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 they scored the goal, I stand throughout the rest of the game. I was just I was just my hands were just in my mouth praying. For not now for us, because it's 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 we are just it's just Arsenal like it's the same Arsenal because how can we dominate the game the whole eighty five minutes then in the last in the later five minutes of the game we we started we 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 we, we are fighting to 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 win the game the game that we we dominated half of the the whole game because that's why Ben White want to beat Dinchenko because they they are having an argument just now in the pitch because. He have cost us time without numbers. Let's be honest, he was fantastic. He was good. But one mistake can cost you the, 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 all your all the 80 minutes of best performance. One mistake can cost you. It's like a goalkeeper. If if a goalkeeper saved like seven shots, the, the one he considered, they would forget about the one he, he, he saves. So Zinchenko have cost us. It's not the same the first game. Every coach will be using the same tactics. Take the ball, use Zinchenko wing. Take the ball using Senko. And we saw it at the FA Cup games against Liverpool. Pep just told them, collect the ball, play to go with Zinchenko. And on Sunday, Klopp will be watching this game and he will be licking his lips. So on Sunday, I'm going the same way. So Mikel has to fix it. He, he, he has to fix it. He loves Zinchenko so much, but he has to fix it. His defensive... Yeah, there was a little bit of a, a Jackal and Hyde performance from Zinchenko. Defensively, some questions asked, but I thought on the ball at times, he was really positive, especially in the first half, sort of progressing the play and, and looking to, to get us on the front foot. Obviously, like you said, the, the final sort of five, ten minutes was a bit, if not frustrating, but a little bit nervy for us as Arsenal fans. But talk to me about the 80 minutes before that, because I, I thought even even though we conceded a goal, we were we were very dominant this evening, and it was a really sort of professional performance against the side that we've not done too well against in recent times. Yeah, exactly. Because if you if you take a look at the games today, Newcastle, Aston Villa lose, Brighton lost, and uh, you can see the, it's it's it at this stage it's only it, what matters is the is, is the three points, and we did fantastically well. We played first half and they played so much low blocks and we were just rushing the game. That The problem was we were, we were not taking our time. We were just rushing, rushing decisions, decisions, decisions. But at the end of it all, we finally got the goal from Jesus, which was brilliant. And, uh, and then the second goal from Saka was also brilliant. So overall, I think we are getting we are getting to our best. We are getting to the momentum, which we, we lacked the whole December. And I can see for the last two games against... Um, uh, Crystal Palace and Nottingham Forest, we are, we, are, we, are, we are getting that. Hopefully, on Sunday, the boys can perform and show, show us the fans that they are ready. Even without any signings, we, 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 we can still push in for the title. Yeah, good to hear. Momentum is probably the key word. How are you feeling? Before we let you go, how are you feeling ahead of that Liverpool game? Obviously, we didn't have the best December and, and start to the new year and obviously got knocked out of the FA Cup, but two wins on the bounce. Back-to-back, Crystal Palace 5-0, 2-1 against Nottingham Forest. It was big to get the three points today because the Liverpool game really wouldn't have mattered if we if we slipped up tonight at what could have been a bit of a uh, a, a bit of a tricky game for us if we didn't navigate it properly. How are you feeling ahead of that Liverpool game? If I say something, maybe you you think I'm I'm crazy, but if you take a look at the game we drew at Anfield and the game we lost at Emirates, we played much better the, the game we lost at Emirates than the game we, we drew at Anfield because at Emirates we are just we are not, we, we did not take our chances. We, we um, Kayavata like three chances. 
Martinelli, Trossard, were just missing places, everything. So I think if we play the same way we play against M M at Emirates at the FA Cup and we take, we, we take our chances, we're going to win the game. Liverpool are there to be taken. No Salah, no Trent Alexander-Arnold. And I believe, even though they, 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 they have Jota, they have Nunes, we can still beat them. It's, a, it's, it's, our, it's our home game and we have to beat them. If you want to win the league, you have to win such games. Yeah, with you, Gas. Thank you very much for your contribution to this evening's space. Really, really do appreciate it. Gav, let me bring you back in to the call. We've had a few shouts for um, Gabriel Jesus this evening for Man of the Match. Zinchenko got a couple of shouts performance-wise and also a, a little bit of negativity as well. Who was your Man of the Match this evening and, and why did they stand out? Uh, it's just it's just Jesus, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, that's where we've been lacking. We've been lacking getting the goals at important times and he done that tonight. Do you know what I mean? He got a goal at an important time. Thought the assist was absolutely perfect as well. So, uh, yeah, didn't stop running like he normally does. But, you know, you want goals and you want assists from basically your number nine. And he delivered. So, as much as he gets a bit of grief here and there, uh, again, you've got to give him quality. You know, you've got to give him uh, the respect when he actually does the job. So, yeah, for me, it's uh, Jesus. Yeah, so you're sticking with uh, what BT Sport said. I am with you on that one. I think if you get a golden assist on the two goals that that win you the game, um, you pretty much have to. FK, give us a KFC update. What was your order? And before we hear from Sam, how are things in Nottingham? I'll tell you what, boys and girls. I'm sat opposite Wally, looking into his eyes. He's got, what, a mighty bucket for one? Um, With a gravy on the side. I have myself a large fillet tower box meal with a leg piece and a thigh piece with some fries and gravy and it is going down Wayne it is going down brother it feels so good to be here after a victorious night oh fantastic and I love the show so far man thank you so much for picking up the mic man no so, it's not uh, at all are you surrounded by Forest fans Arsenal fans or is it just you two on a lonely day no, actually, there's loads of like university students and um, maybe some people have been to the game but uh, it's a fairly quiet night in, in Nottingham um, I'm told it kind of livens up in about an hour's time. So um, You'll hopefully be halfway on your way home then. I hope so, mate. I don't need any <laughs> randoms coming up to me and disturbing me during the show or during my feed. Hey, you're going to get yeah. a... a we, well, we heard, from, um, we heard from someone on the call earlier that, that they introduced yourself, th- themselves to you before the game. Oh, um, was that the Marshall. cap of Nigeria? Yeah, Marshall. What a man. He said to me it was his first ever game, first ever Arsenal game. He said he tuned into the to the uh, to the show. He recognised my voice talking to Wally, and he came over and he gave me such a big embrace. Said some really kind words about the show, and what a splendid guy! And I'm really glad that he that tonight he got the win that he wanted and safe travels back, Marshall, my man, to Nigeria. Love to you. Love to you. Good to hear. We we love stories like that. We will let you get back to your gravy, FK. We'll bring Thank you, in brother. Sam um, this evening. Arsenal have won two one against Nottingham Forest away from home at a stadium that we've not performed too well at. Sam, good evening. How are you doing? Were you one of the lucky ones at the game or, or you were you like myself and Gav, one of the ones watching it on TV? Good evening, lads. No, I was uh, I was like most of you there. We're watching from home. Um, and yeah, I think it's just pure relief really by the end because, you know, by the, the, the kind of performance at halftime, it, it was kind of screaming that West Ham, that Liverpool, that Villa where it is so dominant and the, the way we're playing was so... It, it, it's really impressive to watch, but 
the the longer the game goes without the goal, then you you leave yourself open to either conceding or like we did to Villa where we'd conceded and we looked so dominant to score, but then we never did and ended up losing that one. Um, so uh, it was just, yeah, it was fantastic to watch all the build-up play and like even the moment where like Saka's got in the box and he's flicked it to Erdogan and he's put it to Jesus and you're like, oh my goodness, and Jesus hits the post and you're like, oh, here we go again and a one year's coming on and like you said, the the Forest of that type kind of team where they're good on the break and they could easily have nicked a goal and changed the whole game. So relieved that uh, good old Matt Turner uh, left those legs open for for Jesus. That was nice. Um, and then Saka, fantastic on his weaker foot, kills the game and uh, it's big and that's a massive win ahead of Liverpool. Jesus getting a goal for his confidence um, is yeah. Just a bit of a shame, probably, with the clean sheet, but you know that's that's nitpicking. I think wins a win. That's the main thing. Yeah, we can't we can't have everything in life as often nah. as it seems. Um, you said the big big thing is sort of confidence going into the Liverpool game. Obviously, we had a disappointing December, disappointing start to January. We then went away for some warm weather training, um, and we've come back two wins on the bounce, five nil against Crystal Palace, and obviously two one this evening. How are you feeling ahead of that big clash? against Liverpool because I think we're probably what all assuming that um, Chelsea aren't going to do us a favour this week yeah I, th- I think it'd be a stretch given you know that I, I think it's hard to it'll be really interesting to see how Liverpool play tomorrow because then it's a gauge of almost like what is Liverpool's what what are almost their what is like the players set like now The obviously the clock news it shook me never mind you know a Liverpool player or or fan so it's just, it's almost a bit daunting now. Are we taking on like a monster who's just like unstoppable, going to give their like icon manager just, you know, the perfect send off? Or have we caught them at like a time where they're a bit confused and what don't know what's going on? Um, so be interesting. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't bat Chelsea. Uh, they're very inconsistent. So um, I, I didn't take a lot from Palace just because. I just don't just just Palace are a bit of a mess as well, and we can't they kind of rolled over almost. Whereas tonight was more impressive. Like again, how dominant we were. Rice was bossing the the midfield. Erdegaard looked again really tricky and and trying, and it was just really pleasing that Arteta actually gave Smith Rowe a chance because you know for months I think I've been on here before saying like why is Arteta just ignoring him? He's just not getting any games whatsoever, even off the bench, and so. It's good to see him back. And so even if Havertz comes in on, on Sunday, that Smith Rowe is an impact sub at least. And he's he's back in the thinking and the, the squad uh, to, to make impacts, which is positive. But yeah, Liverpool will be very tough though. Yeah, definitely. That's that's one where if we would if we do want to win the title, we do have to yeah. probably go and go and beat Liverpool. Before we let you go, Sam, as usual, let's hear your man of the match for this evening. Yeah, I think I agree with what what Gav said. I don't think anyone particularly like stood out as maybe like above a seven, except Jesus probably. Um, he's just I uh, I know everyone loves to pick on him as like he doesn't score enough. He's not a proper striker, but his all round game is just as a footballer. He is a phenomenal footballer to watch. Like his his close control is insane. His like when he clipped it over Danilo's head and was going to volley it. It's just he he you know what Jesus nearly always scores wonder goals like it, his compilation of near wonder goals is probably incredible like I remember 
he had a, I think it was it was last season he was dribbling past like five or Palace on the, his debut even back when he dribbled past three or four players and then he passed it instead of shooting. But so yeah, Jesus, phenomenal footballer, and uh, hopefully he bags again on Sunday and we we get a win and uh, shut up that that lot at Anfield. <laughs> Fingers crossed, Sam. Thank you very much for your contribution to this evening's space. Really do appreciate talking to you as always. Gav, before we hear from Guna Nick, who is a regular sort of long-time caller on these spaces. Um, Gav, I just want to talk to you about the Liverpool game looking ahead quickly. Who do you think comes in in the midfield? I think we all we all kind of know David Raya is going to start. The back four is going to be the back four, despite maybe some question marks over Zinchenko in a game like Liverpool. Um, I think he'll he'll start, and I think the front three pretty much maybe names itself with Martinelli, Saka, and, and Jesus. What do you think Mikel Arteta will do in the midfield against against Jurgen Klopp's men? I have no idea, mate. Uh, he could pull a madness out and uh, put deck, uh, play with two sort of box to box midfielders. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and push Declan Weiss up a little bit alongside Odegaard. Uh, he could put Havertz in. I don't think he would start Smith Rowe. Uh, don't think I'd put a Trossard in there. So, yeah, the money would be on uh, Rice, Havertz, Odegaard in them three positions. You don't reckon after what we saw in the FA Cup, Jorginho might get the might get the call up? Mm, there's the possibility that it be Jorginho, Rice, and Odegaard, but I think he'll probably go for Havertz instead. We'll see. Yeah, bit of physicality in the midfield. I thought Kai Havertz actually had a decent decent performance coming off the bench today. I thought he was pretty solid, moved the ball quite well. I think he was good when, when Nottingham Forest were going long as well, clearing some of the headers. And I think he had a really sort of intelligent dummy. Um, we can claim that as an assist if we want to. Uh, anyone that supports Kai Havertz. But um, it was a really intelligent dummy today. It run through to Bukayo um, Saka. We saw something similar in the Liverpool game at the Emirates last season with Gabriel um, letting it run through to, to Bukayo Saka. So um, some good intelligent play from, from Kai Havertz there. But I don't know. I'm of the opinion that assuming Thomas Party isn't going to be fit, which I'm going to assume sort of every week from now on. Um, <laughs> I think I think you'll go with Jorginho Rice and, and Odegaard in the, in the midfield, um, but it, it it wouldn't surprise me if, if he went for for Kai Havertz, like you said. Nick, welcome to the Latte Firm space. Good evening. How are you doing? And um, how are you feeling after a big two one win for the Arsenal this season? Yeah, all good. I um, hope you guys are all right. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a frustrating first half. Um, it was it was more like it was not only was it slow paced, but I think um, Forrest obviously um, set up differently in two different halves as well. So it kind of made us better in the second half that they sort of wanted to come out a little bit more in the second half. But we still need to get around this uh, low block if we're playing against a low block because teams will play like that for the whole 90 minutes. Forrest didn't play like that for the whole 90 minutes. Um, But I think that there were a lot of opportunities where balls were, you know, potentially not risky passes, but, you know... Clever passes weren't being made in the first half. We was like, mm, could have maybe made that pass. But sometimes it's easier watching it from home. But I suppose to sum up the, to sum up the first goal, not only was obviously an awful mistake, but um, the people that watched it from home, the commentators, the, the flag stays down. I was like, it's a throw-in, hey? You'd be offside from a throw-in. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that as well. I, I did notice that as well. 
And I thought, what is what is he talking about? I'm glad that I wasn't wasn't the only yeah, one goes, to pick up. Yeah, he goes, the flag stays down. I was like, but he's just throwing it to him. He can't be offside. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but um, obviously, the the first half was a little bit frustrating yeah. for Arsenal fans. Um, it was complete dominance, but we didn't really we didn't really do it much in terms of efforts in front of goal. But I feel like we really kind of stepped it up in that second half. And I feel like we played with a little bit more pace, a little bit more tempo, and and it showed. The, the game kind of went end-to-end a little bit. Did you ever sort of feel that it wasn't going to be our night? Obviously, Gabriel Jesus had a brilliant chance, which he should have scored, smashes the post. And from there, you kind of, we've had some callers say that you feel like, oh, it's going to be one of those Arsenal-type evenings. Did, did you ever sort of feel that way? At that particular moment, I did. But then as the game went on, not because of we scored, it, before that, it was the game was actually starting to open up. So it was like, uh, it's a, it's a different type of game now. Uh, the game is not exactly what it was. Forrest are not trying to catch us on the counter attack. They're actually putting men forward now. So I, I, I was there, but there was still that frustration, thinking, you know, all that, you know, all that hard work, thinking, you know, we've beaten Palace five nil, um, and scored loads of goals, and you know, we've come here, and you know, it's another frustrating, frustrating night. But I, I want to, I, I suppose, I defend Saliba a little bit for that goal. I think um, he gets a little bit lucky that it hits his shin and it takes it away from Saliba. So, but I do agree as well at the same time that that is potentially one of Saliba's um, weaknesses that I've seen a few times where he seems to be really good at tracking back and getting back and winning back the ball. But when it's like sometimes those kind of duels, he seems to come out second best on the odd occasion. But at the end of the day, yeah, we would have loved the clean sheet. But at the end of the day, we haven't won there since... I know, like we said earlier, it's out of context. We haven't won this since '99, but um, it was all thanks to Turner, to be fair. Once a good, always. Yeah, well, to be fair, I mean, I, I, look, I know Gav, um, massive fan of Ramsdale, like there is a few others, but that clearly just proves you tonight why Ramsdale was always playing um, because of if, if we wouldn't have been in a Tartar race if we had Turner uh, fighting it out with Ramsdale. Ramsdale was is miles ahead. Of uh, Turner, but uh, but I just um, I, I think in obviously more on to now to moving on to the Liverpool game. Obviously, Mo Salah definitely not playing as Klopp said. He's not he's not going to recover in time. Uh, Do you believe that? Because I don't. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, because I think what did they say? I think was it? I think oh, when was it? I think it was at the start. It was after um, we uh, we lost Liverpool in the FA Cup. They said. Trent's out for a month or an half or something, like five, six weeks. And it, and it was like, he's definitely missing the Arsenal game and he's miraculously come back. So, yeah, no, it could it could, it could be, I mean, yeah, I mean, just to be fair, the Liverpool-Chelsea game, um, they do like a nil-nil, but I can't see Chelsea getting anything. I think it's all, I think it's going to be, they're just, they're just momentous, aren't they? Like, for example, today, I think they the, the two goals that we got today, they were both gifts, but on this occasion we took them. Like there have been chances where we've we've made so many chances and played some amazing football, but today we got gifted two goals and we actually took them, which it makes a change um, that we actually got um, you know those from those particular moments. But I think moving forward, um, moving into the Liverpool game, I do think it would probably be a wise move to. I don't think it is a game for Smith Rowe, um, but I think he played really well today. Um, but I think it, it would be a, a right, the, the correct game for uh, Jorginho to partner um, uh, uh, Declan Rice and then obviously put Odegaard. 
Um, just a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm one of his biggest fans, um, Martinelli, but once again, a little bit frustrating again from him tonight. A um, few chances where he could have maybe taken the player on or trying to go, go past like he did last season. That's what he seemed to have done. He seems to have lost his confidence taking players on, if you notice. But I suppose he'll be he'll be up for the game on Sunday because him and Alexander-Arnold, there's no, <laughs> they have not, he has a nightmare with Martinelli. So hopefully he gives him more nightmares. But, yeah. but um, leave, leave him with... Leaving with the three points at Forest, as I said, that's two doubles now over two clubs. Palace and Forest, we've done double over now. So, uh, thing you know, as I said, we go to we play Liverpool now. We have to win that game. I think if we're go, if we're going to be in the, if we want to win this title, we have to win this game uh, because the difference losing the league last season was because Man City beat us twice, and that was a twelve point swing because of the six points. So, yeah. I think if we beat if we can beat Liverpool, there's there's a lot more belief, but. It's going to be a very difficult game because um, they've got, they're just like as, um, what's his name? Um, FK calls them um, um, monsters, don't they? Like, just calls them like every time they want to go forward and score loads of goals. But yeah, no, I just think that, I think that it'll be a very, a man in the match. Um, as I said, as, as far as the game was concerned, I was supposed to give it to Jesus, but I was quite impressed with. Um, uh, Trossard, when he came on, his little cameo. I thought he did really well when he came on. He held the ball up responsibly, and you know he had he had a chance. It was not a bad shot. I nearly scored. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, let's just have to wait. Yeah, I think Trossard. I think Trossard done quite well keeping the ball. It, it, there was a little break yeah. at the end when when Forrest and he was were, on his own, um, wasn't he? Yeah, and he done quite well to to hold possession. So it'll be interesting if he goes back to Trossard against Liverpool because last year we, we kind of knew Trossard was a bit of a big game player so that does give Mikel Arteta a, a little bit of um, a little bit of thinking space because you never know Martinelli might not not be in the, the best of form before we let you go Nick I know you normally like to leave us with a question so we'll give you the floor to ask that but it was your birthday last week and obviously we've had a, a 10 week a 10 week break uh, sorry a 10 day break I wish it was a 10 week break <laughs> That's how stressful they may be. A 10-day break. Um, so, obviously, we've not spoke to you since the Crystal Palace game. So, happy belated birthday. Hope you hope you had a good yeah, one. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you did anything went sort of special. The, went, to see anything went to see Stranger Things in London. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, it, was, it? it was really good. I mean, yeah, yeah. Was, um, if anybody likes the Stranger Things and, and knows all about that, it's uh, definitely, definitely worth going to see. Definitely 100%. Good to hear. Yeah, before we let you go, let's let's hear your question. I know you normally like to leave us with one. I'm being really impressed with Elise. Do you think uh, Elise is what we need next season? Do you think he would? And do you think he would be a reasonable? Do you think it's something that it's a player that Arteta would probably want like to go for? And would he suit the way we we play? That's a good question. Thank you very much, Nick. I'm going to go straight to FK with that one. FK, if you can hear me, if you're still sort of enjoying your KFC, you and I have had conversations about Crystal Palace players recently. We both like Eze, we both like Elise. I don't know if you know much about the season's results, the season's fixtures, but Elise has come away, I think, with a goal and two assists and a really good performance for Crystal Palace this evening. I know you're a big fan of his. Do you think that he, as Nick has asked, do you think that he is the type of player that Arsenal need? Thanks for bringing me back in, Wayne. Listen, um, I think Eze and Elise are both really, really tremendous players, and I think they've got great ceilings. I like the fact that Eze is versatile, can play in the eight position, which obviously has appealed to me prior to sort of Emil Smith-Rowe coming back in and showing what he can do. Elise is great. I mean, set-piece, quick, can play left and right. 
Um, just a really, really good player. So, look, I, I wouldn't say no to either of them. If I had to take one over the other, I'm desperate for Bukayo Saka backup, man. Um, I mean, if it's not going to be someone like Pedro Neto, I would, I would absolutely love Michael Elise. Um, I just wanted to bring, come in on a couple of points. First up, food review. Uh, while he is literally licking every bone clean that he has in his packet, he is happy. He's not, he's not uttered a word in the 20 minutes that we've been here. Uh, my food went down an absolute treat. Uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. And what I wanted to say about Leo Trossard, I caught the end of what Nick was saying, and Nick, happy birthday from last week. Leo Trossard today, the appearance that he made, I think is going to go unnoticed by lots of people, particularly outside of the Arsenal fan base. But more importantly, like those who maybe weren't at the game, like, you know, being at the game when you're in that emotion, in that sense of tension, Leo was such a great outlet tonight. The way that he kept hold of the ball, really intelligently, like dictating the tempo of the play, like going back into safe zones when he was going forward. He's really, really intelligent. And I thought he came off the bench and had a marvellous performance for however long he was on the pitch for. A really good outlet. And I'm just so pleased for him. And I think the goal maybe against Palace has given him that sort of boost in confidence to want to do that. There was a moment when he took on two, three players on the edge of the forest box and it, the ball, I think, just fizzed over the bar, um, which, which would have been a wonderful goal. But I'm really, really happy for Leo. And it's so important to have players like that who can just come off the bench and turn it on for 10, 15 minutes and do the job. So bravo, Leo, be... bravo ESR and bravo the Colonel for the KFC. <laughs> would you be tempted to start Trossard against Liverpool or no? Oh, such a good question. I mean, in, 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 ahead of whom, uh, Wayne? Because... I think Jesus starts up top because he he just causes havoc and he, he gives as good as he gets with physical defenders. Saka Martinelli have the, have the wide forward positions nailed on. Rice has got to play. Erdegaard has got to play. So the only position that we can really have a debate about is left eight. Now, if it's Jorginho who sits and Rice plays in left eight, maybe. If it's Kai Havertz who comes in, I thought Kai played OK last 15, 20 minutes today. And I thought Emil Smith-Rowe did enough. And I think he's done enough to kind of enter the chat. So... Trossard, for me, doesn't work left eight. Emil smith I'd like to see, but maybe his youthful exuberance could maybe sort of catch him short on Sunday because Liverpool are very wise when they go about their performances. It's a really difficult one, and it's something that Mikel's going to have to contend with. Who would you like to see in the team, Wayne? I think you've got to go with Martinelli against Trent. Martinelli's given him trouble sort of time and time again. And although Martinelli may not be in the best of form this season, he's still got all of the physical sort of attributes and, and ability to cause, cause Trent... Uh, Trent trouble again um, so I think you've got to go with Martinelli um, it's just it's the midfield for me that I think that there's a big question mark on what we do there and, and I do think Jorginho and, and Rice will make up the middle with with Erdegaard um, and maybe Jorginho being in the team with sort of Zinchenko and, and that stability behind might allow Martinelli a bit a bit of freedom um, going forward so yeah that's that's what I'd be looking to go with but um, let's hear the thoughts of El Boogie our favourite American contributor to the latte firm spaces boogie welcome into the call first of all it's been a long time no speak for for you and gav gav i'm sure has missed you as much as you have missed oh, him welcome oh, absolutely absolutely mate um happy boogie 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 hey. la, 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 la. hello gav and um happy birthday to yourself uh wayne um i hope you enjoyed uh your birthday last week or was it two weeks ago yeah yeah, actually, on, on the Crystal Palace game. So, thank you. I really, really do appreciate oh, it. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. It was a good one. It was a good one. And, and now it's a it's a good January the 30th coming away with, with a 2-1 win oh. against Nottingham Forest. How are, you, how are you feeling? What are some of your takeaways from this evening's game? Oh, I'm super excited. Um, I was a little scared in the middle of it because 
we just dominated them and then I just started having PTSD from from the West Ham game. But um, thankfully, I saw like the boys were, it, it was just something different. And I do like the manager a lot. Everybody knows I'm probably, I wasn't convinced when he was appointed, but he's uh, won me over. I just like that he put Emil, we've been crying out. But you got to trust that Emil has to prove himself in training and he has to get fit. And I do see that last week, two weeks ago, a lot of people were just talking a lot of stuff uh, uh, online. But I like that he tries something different because honestly, I do really feel like during Timber and Thomas uh, Party not being fit this season, we will have seen a different Arsenal, very unpredictable. That's how the season started. He dropped Gabriel, remember? And he was trying something new. So I do really feel like the manager is extremely very smart. He knows, like, you can't play the same way two consecutive seasons because he's figured that out because people are going to figure you out. So you do need to be extremely dynamic. You need a different option. And now that we have all our players back, the rest is really coming a good time. I'm really buzzing. I'm very positive for Sunday. I really do feel like we will beat Liverpool. I'm sticking my neck on the line and I'm going all out. And um, if I need to put all my mortgage uh, uh, on uh, on Arsenal winning on on Sunday, I am going to do exactly just that. Uh, hey, we're not going to endorse that. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't want you. Listen, if you're ever visiting London, I'm sure we're happy to, oh, to help you out. London, with... <laughs> Wayne, so I love London. I used to live in London. I used to live in Manchester. So I do know my way around... Um, we're not endorsing you putting the mortgage on Arsenal against Liverpool. Please keep your home, Boogie. Keep your home. Um, it's interesting that you, you spoke about Mikel Arteta and you spoke about Emil Spiffero. I've, I've shared a tweet at the top of, of this space which says, Mikel Arteta, when asked about Emil Smith-Rowe, he says, I think he looked exactly the same as he looks in training. He fully deserves his chance. Absolutely. He's really put his head down. His attitude has been really good. He's a tremendous player and you see the way he moves. It's just a joy to watch him. How how were you sort of impressed with, with his performance this evening? And, and do you think he can maybe stake a claim? Obviously, FK, myself, Gav, and some of our, our previous callers have spoke about the midfield sort of selection headache that Mikel Arteta might have against Liverpool. Do you think Emil Smith-Rowe maybe deserves the call-up against Liverpool? Or do you think that that's maybe not the game for him? And how do you feel his so performance I do, was So today? I do 100% share what you said. In one of your statements earlier, you said he did not fully grab it today. So I do 100% share that sentiment with yourself, Wayne. But here's what happened. It was a lot of runs at halftime. They were highlighting him gaining space, but the players did not trust him to find him just yet because they're just trying to get used to him. So I wouldn't say like he didn't grab it 100%. He did try, but it was just Zinchenko. It was just Rice. It was just them not finding him in space. So I do believe like a couple of more days of training on the training ground, knock it up, put your head down, roll up your sleeves, Emil. I, I do honestly feel like Emil has got something. So it's good that the manager's got a lot of options. And guess what? Who says TP5 wouldn't be fit to be on the bench on, on Sunday? It might just be like he already started training. He, if he, he didn't have like um, a setback with the injury. And Mikel is just like, you know what? It's not just what the stress or the gamble to take you to first today. We will just keep you 
give you uh, 30 minutes on the bench against Liverpool on Sunday, which is one of the reasons why I want to uh, bet my mortgage on it. He did it against City um, at the Emirates. It was a very tight game, and he came on with Tomiyasu, and he he gave him that pass. So those are the things we've been missing. That defense split in pass in between the lines from TP5 is one of the things we've been missing. So it's good to have different options and different profiles of players for the manager to be able to mix and match it with the big boys at the top when you're challenging. So I do honestly, honestly feel like Emil has a lot. Now that Emil is playing in central midfield, if Odegaard is having a bad game or is not pulling his weight, you could put Emil there and still have Rice, Jorginho, or TP5, and then somebody else creating. So I'm just excited with all the options coming over, coming through. Hopefully, I'm, I'm sorry to say, Japan gets knocked out tomorrow and then Tommy's back. So just a little, a few things like that. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, always good to hear your thoughts on it. Before we let you go, Boogie, um, we've had we've had a few sort of, I, I know you've been a, a big defender and a, a big fan of, of Zinchenko, not only Zinchenko, but the majority of, majority of Arsenal players this season. We saw some of your reaction to some of the, the stuff that people have said about Zinchenko this evening. Just what did you make of, of his performance tonight? I think there was obviously, there's always going to be question marks about him defensively, but on the ball, a lot of Arsenal fans were really kind of impressed with, with what he had to offer. Before we let you go, let's hear some of your thoughts on Zinchenko tonight. So, honestly, Wayne, God bless you, God bless you. You do know I've been here extremely passionate defending Zinni, and not just Zinni, the whole team, but Zinni, Zinni especially Zinni. Today, I do, I wasn't, I loved what he did. Like, he was brave. There are times, a lot of people don't understand that a, ma- a manager wants his players to play in a certain type of way. And I'll give you a very, very good example that I've been watching very closely. At Brighton, Hello? Yeah, I can still hear you. Yeah, we can still hear you, but you so go for at it. Brighton, Brighton have been losing a lot of games very recently, um, Wayne. But guess what? There is a player right there in the middle of the park that Roberto Zerbi started playing. He will rotate everybody, but um, what's the name of that little player from Chelsea that uh, played for Brighton? Um... Oh my goodness! What's his name? Just uh... are you talking about Caicedo? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, Gil- Gilmore, uh, Gilmore, the one that left. Yeah, yeah Billy Gilmore. Billy Gilmore. The last ten games has been playing for Brighton, regardless of they've been losing a lot of games in the league. But guess what? It was when they came to the Emirates. They that game was extremely how he wanted them to play. He was brave, and he will rotate everybody out. What a lot of people do not appreciate and understand is. The manager has an identity. He wants to play in a certain type of way. You need extremely very brave players. And Zini is one of them. Zini is always not going to hide. Zini is going to show up. Regardless, we know his shortcomings de- uh, defending. It's what we got to accept. We got to put up with it. It's a risk and reward um, attitude. If a manager has a way he needs to play, today for me, Zini should have been finding Emil in that space because it was a lot of times that they needed to move the ball real fast from Saka to Emil, who was in space. But it's going to come with time. They're just playing with him for the first time. So I'm not surprised by Zinni. Zinni's not going to impress me because I'm already his number one uh, fan or all of that. So I know what he brings. He's brave on the ball. He's not going to hide. I was 
super impressed by the street fighter, Gabriel Jesus. Look at the things he was doing today. That dude is just a street fighter. He learned how to play ball on the streets in Brazil. And he just brings it on and just turns it on. So guess what? On Sunday, regardless of what you're saying, Wayne, I'm putting down my mortgage on Arsenal beating Liverpool. Ah uh, well, Boogie, we'll be looking for you on the streets of America <laughs> no at problem, some point no on, on Sunday. Really appreciate your call as always. We love hearing well, that's from you. Still, uh... really, really, do, really do appreciate it, um, Gav. Uh, you might have to howl Boogie after Sunday if he's putting his mortgage on the Arsenal win against Liverpool. Oh Jesus, mate! <laughs> <laughs> I was more interested in what you know. I was sort of really, really wanted to know what. Uh, Boogie's favourite cut of chicken was, if I'm being honest. Do you know what I mean? I was a bit disappointed in going to that, but uh, he's right about uh, Zinchenko. Do you know what I mean, he's, I've heard him go on very, very passionately about him before on here, and he's spot on, mate. You, you know what you're getting with him. Mm. It's, it's as simple as that. Do you know what I mean? And he's ideal for games like tonight uh, to break them down. But maybe once we're two new up, uh, take him off. That might be uh, an ideal idea. Anyway, go on. What were you going to ask me? No, I was, I was just, I was just going to make sure that you've got room at the inn for uh, <laughs> in case he needs it after Sunday. But um, no, we've been Anytime. going for um, we've been going for over an hour and fifteen minutes, so we're coming to the home stretch of this space. First of all, what, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that has tuned in, everyone that has called in, um, everyone that's tweeted in. We've we've gone through a couple of the tweets. I'm just going to go through some of the tweets again now. Johnny Wonderling has, has got back in contact with us and said, Mikel inherited a poor overpaid squad and has had to offload and make for now purchases. The building of this squad isn't done. The timber and party injuries, amongst others, have slowed the progress. We are competing and we couldn't say that a few years ago. Absolutely right. That that was probably in reference to when we were talking a little bit about the uh, the Premier League title race. Um, and obviously it comes down to a Liverpool game, which we pretty much have to win if we do kind of want to realistically stay in it. James T, regular contributor to the tweets and the Latte Firm faces. Hope you're doing well, James. Not convincing, but it's always nice to get a win at a bogey ground. Up the Arsenal, we move. You're absolutely right. It wasn't convincing. But we haven't won at the city ground, if it's still called that. I'm not sure. Maybe FK can answer that. Um, we haven't won there for ages. And I know that they've not been in the Premier League all, all sort of that long. But we've been knocked out of the FA Cup by Nottingham Forest there. We've been knocked out of the League Cup by Nottingham Forest there. Um, yeah, so it's good to to get a win. Um, FK, I think we're probably going to go after this call. We've, we've brought Seb into the chat. I'm happy for Seb to be the last caller of this evening's show. But um, just give us an update. Are you on the on the road back to London again? If anyone doesn't know, FK has been lucky enough to uh, go to Nottingham Forest this evening and, and witness that 2-1 win. I am, uh, Wayne. Thanks for bringing me back in. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, loud and clear, perfectly. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we're back in the car. We didn't get a parking ticket, so well played, Wally. And we are now driving away from a cold and quiet Nottingham. It's three degrees. Uh, the post-match sort of mood has relaxed somewhat. Nottingham has cleared. All the people are now sort of on their way home. But listen, it feels great. And, uh, you know, Wally was saying, look, the food hits different after a big defeat. Uh, but uh, let me tell you, the food was sweet. Because it's been a long time since I've seen us win away from home. So hopefully that jinx is well and truly uh, down the drain. But listen, um, I've really enjoyed what I've what we've managed to catch as part of tonight's phone-in, so I'm grateful 
uh, to you, Wayne, as ever. You've hosted magnificently. Um, and I love everyone for, for requesting the mic and having their say and tweeting into the show. If you are, of course, tuning in for the first time, please do follow Latte Firm. The only place you can get these post-match phone-ins on a match day, even when some of us go to the games and we are trying to navigate our way around the city. I love it. I love, love for all of you. Um, what can I say? What was the question that you said to me? Uh, you were just sort of wrapping up uh, on the last call saying maybe we can hear FK's thoughts on that. Was there a question there? Um, so it was, uh, I think it was the call before Boogie. I wanted to ask you actually about the end of the, um, the, end of the game. Um, I don't know if you've seen the tweet at the, at the, at the top of the, the pinned part of, of this space, and it's talking about an incident between Ben White and Ale- Alexander Zinchenko at the final whistle. Did you notice that in the stadium? So I'll tell you what I did notice. I noticed Mikel Arteta giving Zinchenko what looked like a stern telling off. Um, but I, I didn't see any of the kerfuffle because obviously as soon as the whistle went, it was you know, utter relief and joy and, you know, celebrating. I know it's only Forrest and only three points, but, you know, given the circumstances, you can appreciate that. Um, I saw Arteta, lots of people sort of pointing towards it, and I thought Arteta was trying to do a pep, you know, like caught on camera, be that guy that's just drilling instructions into your player, but it looks like it was quite a stern sort of word. So I, I'd be really intrigued to kind of see what happened. I've not seen any of the footage, of course. Um, in a way, Wayne, if there is something there, if it's a bit of handbags and it's, you know, one player shouting at another for not doing something or for leaving a man or whatever it, it might be, I, I quite like that. I'm not going to lie. I like to see players uh, emotional and passionate and, you know, you are not too big to be shouted at by a teammate. And just because you're Arsenal going for the league title, you are not too big a teammate to not get um, sort of shouted at. And, yeah, while he's just holding up the screen of a, of a still that he's managed to find on Twitter, and we're just looking at it now. Look, I mean, I, I don't know what's happened, Wayne, but in closing, all I'd say is that I think that sort of thing is healthy. You know, we're a top club. We've got top players. We've got deeply, deeply ambitious players who want to go for a first league title in, what, 2021, 20, 22 years. You've got to have something about you, and, and, that, and that's, what, that's what I see on the pitch. Yeah, um, it's good to see that sort of fight from um, from Arsenal players, even though it's within. You, you never want it to go sort of to that. And I might be showing my age a little bit, even though I'm, I'm younger than the two of you, co-hosts Gavin and FK. But you don't want it to be like Lee Bowyer and, and Kieran Dyer. Don't you don't want it to get into like fifty cups or whatever. But you don't you don't mind it if they're kind of trying to hold each other accountable. So yeah, I'm I'm with you, and I'm glad that Mikel Arteta has come out as not tried to hide it, has addressed it, and, and spoke about it. Right. We're going to wrap up the show um, shortly, but we're going to end with a call from Seb. Seb, welcome into the Latte Firm Spaces. Um, I think this might be your first call into the space. If it is, welcome in. How are you feeling after this evening's 2-1 win against Nottingham Forest away from home? Seb, are you there? If you are, you can unmute bottom left. Oh, there we go. Cheers. There we go. <laughs> Sorry about that, Jets. No yeah, cheers. Then my first time calling in, so I appreciate it. Yeah, having the chance to speak to you all. Y'all done such a great job hosting this. Um, so I'm calling from Boston, by the way. So, Welcome uh, in. We love our we love our international gooners. Welcome in, first time caller. How how are you feeling after after this evening's game? And um, what are some of your key takeaways? Yeah, I think overall, I think you know, a win is a win. I'll. I'll start off with that i'm grateful where the team is at i'm glad Arteta's staying around but i think honestly i'm one of those people that where i believe that martinelli is a better impact player um i was just looking at his stats you know from this game versus the crystal palace game and i think he has doubled the 
you know, impact that he did for, in the Crystal Palace game than he did in this game and with the whole t- uh, 78 minutes that he was in. And I, I'm starting to think more and more that he needs to be, especially for the Liverpool game, coming on against Trent. I think he's going to need to definitely be um, coming on then because I think, you know, Trent's going to be subbed off. You know, Gomez potentially will smooth into his spot. But I think, you know, it's going to be really tough um, for Martinelli to at least start from the start and actually, I'll say, contribute to a goal slash assist. Um, it's really interesting to, to hear an Arsenal fan talk about Martinelli in that way. Obviously, it's not necessarily a negative, especially coming off the bench against Crystal Palace. You saw, like you said, the impact that he did have um, coming off the bench in a game that was a little bit more open and, and had a little bit more space for him. So maybe we could see that against Liverpool. What do you think is the difference then for Martinelli this season? Is it a case of confidence? Is it a case of a, a tactical system that's maybe got him too far away from goal? Is it the dynamics of the left-hand side? Obviously, this is the first time he started a game, I think, with Emil Smith-Rowe this season on that side. What do you think has contributed to him going from an absolute killer in front of goal last season and someone who, who really contributed with goals and assists to what you've now labelled as maybe a bit more of an impact player going forward? Yeah, I mean, I was speaking about it with with Soph uh, from the Highbury squad, and you know, we were saying that um, there's too much congestion in the midfield. You have you have Zinchenko that's wanting to move forward into the midfield. Then you have Declan Rice, you have Odegaard, you have Jesus who's also dropping back all the time. Then you got Saka who's pivoting with Odegaard all the time, and then you have maybe Havertz um, there. So you just there's too many pinball actions and none of them are actual contributors to get the ball forward because we're getting the ball into the box, but we're not finishing and we have too much congestion. It's, you know, you're trying to thread a needle between all these pins and you're never going to get through. So I think that's where the problem is that there's too much congestion. Martinelli is waiting for the run, but no one is seeing the run because they're trying to do this pinball possession game. And I think that's the main difference between this season and last season. Someone who did have a, a major impact on the game against Crystal Palace, Gabriel Jesus, has come away with a goal and an assist. He's come away with a big chance missed when he smashed the post in a little bit of an inconsistent mm-hmm. first half. Um, was he? We've had a few callers call in today and say he was man of the match. We've had some shouts for Zinchenko. Um, for me personally, I, I, I thought Gabriel at the back was fantastic. He was my man of the match, although I can understand why anyone would, would give it to Gabriel Jesus. Just how much of a, a key player is he going to be going forward? Because it looks like end of January, we're not going to be signing sort of the big target man that a lot of Arsenal fans want or sort of the, the expensive striker that, that people want as a number nine. So we're going to need Gabriel Jesus as fit and firing. Yeah, I mean, I th- at this point, you know, this is all we got. So we just have to, you know, keep moving forward with it at this point. That's all we can do. Um, I think we just need to be more creative. And I think that's where it's going to lie on, one, decongesting that midfield. And secondly, giving options to Saka and to Martinelli or Trossard on the left. And I think they're going to be the bigger contributors over Jesus. I think Jesus is going to be assisting in a lot of the games. I think we've been seeing that this season. But, you know, he does smash in an, a goal or two that are, you know, worldies, I will say. Yeah, of course. Since it's the first time that we've heard from you this season, Seb, first of all, I want to thank you for calling in. Really do appreciate it. Make sure you're following Latte Firm for all of the great content that that FK and and we're producing here. And and please do call back in. But before we let you go, um, 
what are your thoughts on us in the title race? Obviously, like I said, it's the first time we're hearing from you. We're currently sitting in second place. We've played a game more than Manchester City. We've played a game more than um, we've played a game more than than Liverpool, who are above us. How are you feeling about sort of the final sixteen games to to end the season? And and do you think we'll win the title? I don't think we're going to win the title, and I've been saying that I think since the beginning of the season to other uh, members, um, and I think we're actually. We're going to go farther, I think, in the Champions League. I think we're going to be surprised by how far we go there. I think that's where we're going to see a lot of the wins because it's not a, a race against Man City. We have less games in the Champions League, but I think we have more chances to move forward there. Whereas, you know, in the Premier League, it's a, it's a race against Man City. And we saw last year how big of a you know, how they're able to go on the 15th game you know, winning streak. And same thing with Liverpool. I think they have it in them this year. And especially with the fact that Jurgen is going to be leaving in the end this year. They have a lot to prove um, for this coming year. So I don't think we're going to win. Okay. No, I think we're, we've got a lot of Arsenal fans in that camp. So I um, really do appreciate you, Seb. Thank you very much for calling in. And FK, um, I know you're on the road heading back to London. I hope you have a safe journey. I'll um, I'll let you wrap things up. Wait, wait, just wait. Just before, just, be, just before we go, my friend. Yeah, of course. I've just added uh, Le Fille de Arteta, uh, who's been waiting very patiently, I think, to have his or her say. Do you want to just bring them in and then sort of wrap up the show and, and I'll sort of say my closing remarks after, after that? Yeah, of course, no problem. Nick N12, welcome into the show. We've gonna go. We're gonna go over the normal hour and a half sort of target. So, um, welcome in. I don't know if it's your first time calling into a latte firm space. So, let's hear what you have to say on on the season's two one win against Nottingham Forest. Yeah, thanks. Well, um, look, uh, uh, it's not my first time. First time I joined, we were discussing red Pringles versus uh, green Pringles. I was thinking. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I was thinking we should do we should do the same today with uh, with with thigh versus breast, but that might yeah. That, we start off with your chicken preference. <laughs> it might be misconstrued for people who join in late, but no, definitely thigh for me. Definitely thigh for me. Um, look, today, today was, uh, you know, to provide some context, I've been doing dry January, New Year's resolution, get back into the gym and all of that. And I, and I did a 30 days, very strong, but when that Aoni goal went in, I, I came close to cracking. Um, it was very similar to the reverse fixture, if you think about it, to the first game at the Emirates where, you know, two-goal lead, I think it was Nketiah, then Saka, and then Awani again, scoring late and making us stress towards the end, but but glad we got through it. Um, I think it's it's one of those where this team really struggles against low blocks, and, I, and, and it's almost like there's a resistance from anyone to really run in between the lines of the, of the lowest midfielder and the, and the defensive line. We kind of just all pass around it and shift around it. And we haven't really sliced through a low block yet. If I think about Crystal Palace, it was uh, two set pieces, a counter-attack against a, a corner kick, and and then the two Martinelli goals at the end. And uh, all honesty, for attempted to bring on Martinelli against a tiring Crystal Palace that are fighting relegation it might be considered a war crime in some places. But it, I, I wouldn't really count that as open play goals. Um, and then today, again, you know, spot thinking from Sinchenko to get the first goal, quite fortunate, and then another giveaway goal. So we do struggle against low blocks, but that's not going to be the, the case on Sunday. Um, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But we do need to fix that issue of low blocks. I thought, I thought ESR did well today. Didn't really get space to do what he normally does, take the ball on the half turn, drive at the defence. Um, but I thought he did well. I thought he did well. When... Any um, other standouts for you? Obviously, Gabriel Jesus has come away 
with a goal and assist today. Bakayo Saka has got a goal. And I think Bakayo Saka has had a little bit of, not necessarily criticism, but a few question marks over his performances recently. It's good to to see him get a goal again from especially open play and and not being to, to get two goals from us, not relying on corners as well. Ahead of the Liverpool game, a lot of people have used the word momentum in the build-up to to that Liverpool game. It, it feels like after the Crystal Palace game and, and after winning this evening, a little bit of momentum is building. Yeah, and it's and it's necessary. All we can do now is put pressure on them. Um, that's that, and and look, it's kind of like a, great to see him using his right foot. Uh, great to see him getting a goal as well. And and I think it's it's one of those where you know everything was going perfectly. I, I thought Zinchenko was fantastic. Also a great standout performance today. It's it's the Jekyll and Hyde, as you said, with Zinchenko. You know he he was off of the defensive line. I'm pretty sure that's why Ben White went at him. He was slightly behind the defensive line. He was playing the man on side. Um, but in those games against the low block, you need him. And and it's, it's one of those where it's kind of like Trent, Trent has gotten a lot better defensively over the last few years. But it's kind of like Trent where it's it's against these kind of teams. You you accept the defensive flaws and you hope they don't cost you too much in the end. It's just how it is. Um, but I thought he was great. And I thought he kept the ball really well and passed and moved it very, very well. Yeah. Before we let you go there, a couple of questions that I just want, I just want to end with before we wrap up the show as well. I can't help but notice, or I, I can't remember, I, I can't help but notice in your um, in your Twitter bio, you mentioned Bafana, South Africa. Are you from South Africa? I, I I live I live in South Africa. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big from South big Africa. win for South Africa today in in the African Cup of Nations. How Man. is sort of the atmosphere there at the moment with things with things in in the tournament? It's it's very bleak. It's not a weekend. Uh, otherwise, the, the, the streets would have been lit up tonight. But it's it's look. This Afcon has just been surprising. So at this point, if if you were to do a bracket challenge, no one would have predicted this for the final eight. Um, so I really don't know who's going to win it now. We have we're playing Cape Verde in the quarters to just to emphasize how crazy the tournament's been. So. So we'll see. Look, I, I've, I've, I'll be honest. I'm because I'm not South African. I like to play a game with all my mates, where I kind of just support whoever's playing against South Africa every single time. <laughs> Hasn't worked in my favour this time round. I've maybe been this given time. a lot maybe, of abuse in the group maybe, chats. As a Cape Verde fan, um, that, that now might be your time to shine. So uh, yeah, maybe, no, maybe come, on, maybe come on, come on, Debe, come on, Debe, and the boys. I guess um, <laughs> the final one before. No, before. But, but I think I think one one final point that I just want to end on is look, yeah. it's it's. You know, after after the bad run of form, the 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 head loss was insane, and and I know there's a little bit of momentum right now. I I think that going into Sunday, going on for the rest of the season, just need the, as Mikel would say, tranquilo. You know, everyone be calm, everyone just back the team, be supportive. Um, I I am look at with the whole Jurgen Klopp thing. I, I wish he could have waited two weeks before making the announcement. It's not like they need any extra motivation, but let's spoil the party on Sunday, man. Let's let's spoil this farewell. Really appreciate you calling in there, Nick. Thank you very much for contributing once again. And hopefully we hear you on a latte firm space in the future very, very soon. FK, are you near London yet? Are you breaking sort of the sound and sound and light barrier records in that car of yours? Uh, not at all, my friend. Hopefully you can still hear me. We're going through some country lanes to join um, the A46. Currently 126 miles away from home, ETA of 10 past one in the morning. And I have to be at St. Paul's for just before 8 a.m. If anybody is in and around St. Paul's Cathedral tomorrow and they want to buy me a copy, please do drop me a DM because I'll be well up for that. But listen, Wayne, look, I've really enjoyed the show. My apologies for not being able to host as per normal, but 
you are more than capable while he keeps elbowing me, sort of reminding me that Wayne's going to take the job at some point in the future. Uh, but thanks to everybody who's tuned in uh, from around the world. Great to meet Marshall before the game, our listener from Nigeria. First time going to an Arsenal match. First time going to an English football match. Um, and it, that was just so wholesome because he was so excited. It reminded me of you know when I was sort of seven, eight years old going to my first game. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, we have beaten Nottingham Forest by two goals to one. That is now two wins out of two, six points out of six after the break. And it's Liverpool on Sunday at the Emirates. Jurgen Klopp, of course, about to walk out on that club. We have to spoil the party. Arteta needs to lay it down. It is now or never. We will be back with a preview show uh, on the YouTube channel, Latte Firm. Uh, at some point this week to look ahead to the massive game that lies ahead of the Emirates. Uh, and uh, listen, until uh, you know, next time, obviously, look after yourselves and stay warm. Any closing thoughts from you, Wayne, before we, before we hang yeah. up? Just before we go, once again, thank you to everyone that joined in. I appreciate you for allowing me to take the reins. I'm glad that we didn't cancel it um, because you were selfishly up in Nottingham, freezing yourself off. But I'm, I'm glad that you... <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't get the hug there from um, from Gabriel Jesus. I hope I hope that that stings for the rest of your life. Gav, thank you for sort of helping me with the co-hosting. It was great to have you back, and hopefully we'll have you back again in in, in sort of the near future on on any of our games. You know that you're always welcome. Um, again, any closing thoughts from you before we wrap up? Yeah, no. Firstly, I mean, yeah, the first major thought really is just what a better job you do than FK. Uh, so much uh, the better. Hey, I appreciate that. Man. You, bring, <laughs> you bring the tone down sometimes, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was just nice. I mean, you know, sensible questions, nice flow. Do you know what I mean? All good. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we should have had more chicken chat. If I'm being completely honest, do you know what I mean? A bit of like, you know, who likes what cut best and all that. But you can't have everything. Uh, no, great to be back. Uh, won't see you this weekend. Hopefully, see you maybe the game after. Uh, but yeah, do you know what I mean, it's been fun. And like I say, and the most importantly, we fucking won tonight. Stick that on your bloody uh, spot. <laughs> and on, on that note, FK, I'm going to let you say goodbye. Thanks very much, Wayne. Thanks very much, Gav. I see, I see the politics here. I see what's coming. But listen, I love you guys. I love everybody for tuning in. What can I say? The gap has been reduced to Liverpool. Liverpool now play Chelsea. And it's Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp.